You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Saturday Scouting Report here, part of Big Blue View, or technically the Friday Scouting Report on this strange week. Having Thanksgiving on Thursday, we have a ton of fantastic college football games coming up on Friday. A number of ranked ma- matchups, actually, that we're going to discuss in the second half of today's show. Hopefully you enjoyed your Thanksgiving and you're not too hungover from eating too much turkey and having too much fun with your family. Today we've got a perfect cure for that if you are. A conversation on a fantastic corner prospect, a huge position of need for the Giants to round out their defense. That guy that we're talking about is currently opted out, cornerback from South Carolina, J.C. Horn, son of NFL player Joe Horn. J.C. is a fantastic prospect to watch. Six foot one, big corner, really well built. And I'm really excited about this show, Chris, because just seeing what he can do physically, his ability to not only play receivers well, but to shut them down is truly fantastic to watch. And I think that the most basic way to describe this guy is that he is the true mold of what you want in a shutdown corner. Yeah, he really is. And kind of funny, nobody has... Nobody was really talking about him until this year and really until this game against Auburn. And I think it really has to do with the fact that he doesn't generate a whole lot of statistics. You know, he didn't have any interceptions before this year. He doesn't have many passes defensed. But that's because offenses just do not test him. He is, like you said, he is a shut down corner. And He has the kind of size, the length, the game that the NFL just love in cornerbacks, particularly outside cornerbacks. He has the ability to travel with receivers, and he is a long, big, super hyper-physical dude. You brought up a really good point right now here, Chris, that this guy, J.C. Horn, was not getting a ton of recognition coming into the year. What we sometimes see with a lot of these big major outlets They'll typically put together their early rankings and just a a watch list, if you will, based on guys who were strong statistical performers, guys that led various categories or or were at the top that were recognized for various awards. And because J.C. Horn, the way that he plays, he doesn't have a whole lot of statistics. He doesn't pop up on the box score. He doesn't really have a lot of interceptions. For some reason, that was an excuse for a lot of people and why they weren't ranking him higher. Well, if you actually go back and watch the tape, you understand why this guy doesn't have a lot of ball production. 
It's straight up because teams don't throw in his direction because he's shutting down the guys that he's covering. So going into what we see from him, we already mentioned how he's a true lockdown corner. His length is perfect for a cornerback. He's tall. He's got long arms, exactly what you want with an outside corner. But unlike most other outside corners and these taller guys, he's not really that lean. He's a very well-built 200 pounds. And despite being on the heavier side for a corner, he moves very, very well. So not only does he have, have those physical attributes, but his athletic traits help him be a really good corner. He has strong footwork. He has good speed. He can close down. And not only can he close down, he has the speed to stay hip to hip with a lot of receivers. Sometimes you'll see that level of separation between a, a strong corner and a good receiver. Horn's the type of guy that straight up doesn't give up any space. He uses those long arms. He uses that speed. He's not fa uh, faked out really easily with, with quick footsteps by, um, by receivers. A lot of the physical things that he brings to the table is what makes me so excited to see him as a prospect. Yeah, absolutely. He is a player who – he is surprisingly, I would say, nimble for his build. He He's built a little bit more along the lines of a safety than what you typically see from a cornerback. He is built to bully receivers, and that really lets him hang in there and go nose-to-nose -nose with some of these big X receivers, these guys who are coming into the league at 220, 230 pounds. He matches up with them physically. And if they try to bully him at the catch point or off the line of scrimmage, he will bully them right back. Yeah, he can be a little bit vulnerable to some smaller, quicker receivers, guys who, who are really able to use their routes to win. But those guys, he's just so physical that he can bully them and knock them off of their routes and not let them use their speed and quickness to generate separation. And then at the catch point, this is the other reason why he doesn't have a, a ton of stats and ball production, because his game really is using his quickness, quickness, using his length, and slamming windows shut. If a receiver is able to generate even a little bit of separation, he is able to close down in, in a blink and play their hands, play the ball, and bat the ball away, almost like he's spiking a volleyball at times. Even going against some of the best receivers in the country, they have very little chance against him. Chris, I would almost argue, you talked about closing the window, I would argue that he doesn't even open the damn thing sometimes because he, he plays these guys so tightly. Horn is a corner who is going to do really well in man situations. This is a true man-to-man -man corner. I really think you'd be misusing his, his traits if you tried to ask him to play a lot of zone. He can do it, but he is going to play his best when asked to man up on number one receivers or maybe number two receivers, however he might fit in the depth chart. That ability to play strong man, he can play off, he can play close, he can play press. That man ability, I think, is what makes him so valuable and what is what is going to make him maybe not the first corner off the board. I think he should be, but one of the earliest corners off the board because he has that, that man ability. There's more value in a corner who can shut guys down in man than somebody who plays well in zone. There's a lot more corners that do do well in zone than there are guys that can straight up lock up receivers in man-to-man one-on-one situations. 
Yeah, that's because the physical traits you need to be able to do that, your the size, length, speed, uh, hip fluidity, lower body flexibility, foot quickness, those traits are just rare. There, there are just not a lot of people walking the earth who can play NFL caliber receivers like that. But J.C. Horn is one of them. And I would say he also has the attitude to be a press man corner in the NFL. He doesn't back down from anybody. And he is always talking smack. He is his mentality is as aggressive as the rest of his game. And that might be something he has to watch just a little bit at the NFL level, just because of how some referees like to throw the flag when things don't look quite right. But that attitude is going to serve him well because NFL receivers are, they're going to try to test him, especially as a rookie, as a young player. And he is not a guy who's going to back down from anybody. A hundred percent. If you look at some of the best corners, not every single one, but some of the best corners in NFL history and also currently in the NFL, they typically have a, a bit of a aggressiveness to them. The, the, the mentality that they're the best guy on the field. They're better than anybody that they're guarding. They know their talent levels and it's it's a strong level of confidence. I, I point to Jalen Ramsey, I think, is the best example. He's kind of got that mentality in him. like he's Not that he's too good for anything, but he knows that he's better than every guy that he's going to face, and he's going to go out there. He's going to have a fun time shutting down any guy that he's, he's facing off against. We're going to talk a little bit about his pro projection really soon. Before we do, though, folks, we're just going to take a really quick commercial break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So Chris, I would like to now get into his pro projection, where he could fit his his best usage like we typically do. And I think if we as we've already highlighted... This is an outside corner. This is a guy that you want to be your number one corner. If you already have a good corner and you want to go and grab this guy early on, you could start him as your second outside corner, um, and you're going to get a shutdown guy. The thing that I would like to acknowledge here, because he's so good in man, he is going to be much higher valued for defensive coordinators that are a primarily man-based defense. So then transitioning this also, Chris, to how that could then correlate for the Giants who are going to be in the pick range to grab him, if they wanted to go with J.C. Horn, 
they're going to have to transition away from running a lot of the cover three that they run, and they're going to need to consider running a lot more man. If they don't do that, I don't think it's worth drafting J.C. Horn, but Graham seems to be a defensive coordinator that is willing to experiment um, with, with varying coverages based on his talent. Yeah, and I do think a lot of the Giants' coverage choices is, are based on the talent available. You know, Maybe if they didn't have to deal so much with Isaac Yadam and Ryan Lewis, if they had a player like J.C. Horn across from James Bradbury, they would be playing a lot more man coverage. I, just generally speaking, if you can play man coverage, you should be playing man coverage. Uh, almost without exception. I mean, there are obviously man coverage beaters if... If offensive coordinators know what's coming, they can scheme to beat it. But generally speaking, man coverage is going to result in lower completion percentages, lower yards per attempt, and they're really difficult to run RPOs against. So I think if the Giants decide they want to run more man coverage, they really should take a long look at J.C. Horn. Now, if other teams want a more versatile cornerback, a guy who can play more zone or play a play zone and man, they'll probably look at another corner before horn. But if you want to play an aggressive defense, a defense where you can either sit in cover zero or cover one, lock down receivers from just across the field and have all these extra guys to either blitz or flood the middle of the field or whatever, then Horn is a prospect you need to take a long look at. And it's tough to predict if the Giants coaching staff would be willing to move away from what they've done this year if they would like to then approach going and getting another shutdown corner to really bolster that secondary and and almost finish it off by getting a guy like J.C. Horn. I'm going to say it now. I think that Horn is going to be the first guy off the board. I think that at that 10-pick range, if the Giants are in that 7-12 to range, if Horn's still available and maybe Micah Parsons or Greg Rousseau is gone, they need to consider taking him. I think that if you bring him to this, this defense, you can go from having a strong defense. I think it's very similar with Parsons and Rousseau. If you add any of these three guys, I think that your defense would take a huge step forward and you would have a really strong position group based on whoever's joining that group. So Horn, you bring him in, you don't have to rely on cover three, which tends to be used when you have lesser athletes at the corner position. You don't have to do that as much. You can rely on the fact that you have a guy that can shut guys down. And I think that Horn is the perfect player to come and bring in if if maybe Parsons or Rousseau is already gone. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I think it really will depend on where the Giants wind up picking and how the board shakes out around them. You know, we've said a few times you know, in this series that this is a really good cornerback class. I think by the time all is said and done, Horn might wind up being both of our cornerback one, just because he plays the type of coverage we love to watch. But even if you, even if the Giants don't wind up picking him, if they wind up picking Gregory Rousseau or Patrick Sertain or Micah Parsons or you know, kind of whoever in that range, they will have taken a significant step towards fixing a lot of the holes in their defense. Well, Chris, let's wrap up today's show as we typically do. You're listening to this on Friday morning. There's also some games going on on Saturday. 
Um, Chris, why don't you take this first game here that we have coming up on Friday, which feature, features two uh, Big 12 teams. Yeah, pri- noon, uh, 13-ranked Iowa State face off against 17th-ranked Texas. You know, those Big 12 games, they're always interesting. And personally, I kind of really like watching Iowa State play just for their defensive scheme. You know, I've kind of become a, a big fan of that uh, air raid killer defense. But there's going to be some good players available. Personally, I kind of want to keep an eye on uh, Texas Edge Joseph Asai. The Giants need a pass rusher. They need a a guy who can really threaten blockers. And I think he might be one to keep an eye on. You know, he's probably, well, I don't want to say probably. He might not make it up into into the top half of the first round. But he could be in that fringe one to two area where if the Giants don't get Micah Parsons or Gregory Rousseau at the top of the first round, they could be looking at him in the second. Yeah, the uh, second game here uh, for me that's that's really standing out Friday. I know I'm going to be watching this one as I am a um, a Notre Dame fan. Um, they're playing UNC 3.30 on Friday. There's a lot of prospects in this game. I really encourage you to watch this game. There's a lot of interesting prospects. Linebacker Chaz Surratt for uh, UNC, Liam Eichenberg, uh, offensive tackle for Notre Dame, Robert Hainsey tackle again for Notre Dame, Daz Newsom, uh, UNC wide receiver, Sam Howell is their quarterback who's not a 2021 guy, but I think that if if you're going to move off of Daniel Jones in a year, if that's again a hypothetical, we don't know what's going to happen with that, but if things are looking badly, keep an eye out for him. He's the only 2022 guy that I'm really ever going to bring up on this show. And then lastly, Jeremiah Usukoromoa, the star linebacker for Notre Dame, and then somebody who's really caught my eye last um, – Lately is Ben Skoranek, their really big, aggressive receiver who would be a fantastic uh, depth-type player to be drafted later in later rounds of, of this year's draft. What's the, what's the last game that we got here, Chris, that's got a, also another pretty um, deep list of prospects? I mean, obviously the Iron Bowl. Uh, Saturday, 3.30 in the afternoon, Alabama against Auburn. Now, that is a must-watch every year. Uh it might take a little too long to go through Alabama's list of prospects to watch. You know, I've already mentioned Patrick Sertain, the cornerback. Quarterback Mac Jones has really taken some steps forward. I think he surprised a lot of people this year. Uh, he could well be in that top five quarterback conversation come draft time. Dylan Moses, the linebacker, He's going to be worth a watch. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the linebacker conversation shakes out behind Micah Parsons. And then also, you know, Alex Weather, Alex Leatherwood, Deontay Brown on the offensive line, Devonta Smith on the wide receiver. I really just, whenever you're watching an Alabama game, just watch and try to keep keep track of who jumps off the field at you because all of them are going to the NFL. But then also talking about big physical wide receivers – Keep an eye on Seth Williams of Auburn. He's going to have a great matchup against Patrick Sertain. And that matchup against J.C. Horn was what really launched him into the national conversation. Williams isn't a super athlete, but he is a very physical player. He's big. He has the that bully to his game, and he has the ability to win at the catch point. So when he is matched up against Sertain, that will give us, I think, a really good look at both of those players because we saw Williams beat Horn the on their first matchup and Horn won the rest of them. So that I think will give us 
a good measuring stick of all three of these guys, J.C. Horn, Seth Williams, and Patrick Sertain. Then also Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver, and Big Cat Bryant, the edge at Auburn. Other guys to keep an eye on. All right, that is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Um, be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at RaptorMKII, and also at BigBlueView on Twitter and Instagram. Additionally, um, head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.